0: I uh, do not wish to be uh, flippant um, about anything in our history as Churches of Christ throughout this series, Uh, but what I do hope to achieve is to talk about something we've always talked about in a way that helps us talk about it in in a more healthy way. Because uh, I grew up in the Church of Christ. Now, some of you didn't. I look around the room. You're not. Uh, you, you are in a Church of Christ. And what we hope to do for you is that you, you don't have to say, well, I guess I'm Church of Christ now. Like, we don't. The, the church we, where we worked in Arkansas, we had people who would. We, we actually had a Baptist uh, back corner, we called it. That was like our smoking section. You know, it was. It was. Uh, walled off, you know, ventilated. I'm just kidding. Uh, but what we liked is that a lot of times, like, the, those people, would, they would tell me, if someone asked me, like, what brand are you? They would say, I'm Baptist, but I go to the Mineral Springs Church of Christ. And so the, some of you aren't Church of Christ. You, that's fine. And you may have never heard of the five steps of salvation. And you know why that? If that's true, it's because you didn't live next door to some adamant Church of Christ folk. Because we had steps. We had ways. This is, this is how how is one to get saved? Peter was asked that on the first, on the on Pentecost. And he said, How, how are we to get saved? And he said. Repent and be baptized, but we're pretty sure, hidden in some ancient manuscript, he added, hear, believe, and confess. Pretty certain of it. But we have these old standards of, this is how you work someone to salvation. There are steps. It's like, you bought salvation at Ikea. Five simple steps. And then once you get there, you've arrived. It struck me this morning that there are actually you have to make five steps to get to our communion table. I don't know if that was on purpose. But th- and and that was that was good for a moment. Like if you wanted some if you wanted to tell somebody, like, yeah, let's let's give your life to Jesus, some th- that was a helpful tool for some. But obviously, there is no place in Scripture where it lays out five steps in a row like that: hear, believe, confess, repent, be baptized. Or, you know, switch some of them. It, there's no place. Now, they're all important. But to treat those things like a destination or a place that, I, a place. I've come to this step and now it's time to take this step and now it's time. But when you get to baptism, sometimes we didn't know what to do with people. You you go through the process and then you come out of the water. And what's next? Well, we have a Wednesday night service. And it's not, you know, in scripture but we're going to make you feel guilty for not coming this was wonderful sunday morning was wonderful we're doing it again tonight just a little worse (laughs) so there is but that we and then it's just sort of waiting let's just wait I'm saved. What do I do? Because salvation has been talked about in terms of a place that we, at which we arrive. And we, you can arrive in a lot of different ways. There's a, there's a Roman road, I'm told. My Baptist back corner was very obsessed with it. There's a, there's, there's a way in Romans. There's steps of salvation. There's, di- there's different things each tradition has laid out, like, let's give people a path to get there. And it's always about getting there. You arrive. Have you ever met anybody that's arrived? Man, I looked at one in the mirror for a long time. Man, he just, just knew what everyone was doing wrong and knew how they could fix it if they would just... And in the end, it didn't really have anything to do with looking a lot like Jesus, but it looked a lot like me. Having arrived is boring. You're not seeking anything at that point. You're not traveling in any direction. You're not on a journey at all. You're just defending your camp. And so what I hope that we can kind of make a switch in our heads and when we talk about these, and now they're all wonderful things, but a little switch to think about this is this has more to do with a saved life. Like a life lived under the salvation of God and living out the salvation of God more than, oh, that's a thing I did. And more like, those are important to my life now. That's a way I live. So, Jesus is with his disciples. Now, this is before the transfiguration. The transfiguration is crazy. We'll get to that in a second. You, you remember at the beginning of the scripture, it said six days later. Well, later from what? So, at, right in the middle of Mark's gospel. Uh, Mark seems to, be, um, to have been quite uh, young when Jesus was doing his ministry. And uh, most scholars recognize that Mark, Mark's gospel is partly Peter's gospel, where Peter is, this is Peter speaking through Mark, Mark uh, helped write it down, they process this together. There are little nuggets in there, and we'll get to those in a second, but the, Peter is, at the, at the pinnacle of this gospel, Peter is challenging Jesus, because Jesus says, actually I have this on the screen, let's, let's go through this, we want to read these, this word for word, and it's in Mark chapter 8. Starting in verse 27, Jesus went on with his disciples to the village of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked the disciples, Who do people say that I am? They answered John the Baptist and others, Elijah and still others, one of the prophets. And then he said, Who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, You are the Messiah or the Christ. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone, which, if you think about that too long, it gets confusing. There's good reason. But then he began to teach them that the Son of Man, him, must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again, or be resurrected. He said all of this quite openly, and Peter took him aside. You imagine going, Jesus, come here. I've got to talk to you. You need a good rebuking. This isn't okay. You can't talk like this. What are people going to think? You're the Christ. Now, we've covered before that their, their imagination when they spoke of the Christ was of a conquering king, a king that took back the land. And now all of a sudden, you're going to. Wait, hold on. You're going to lose? Jesus turns and looks at the other disciples and he rebukes Peter. Peter got rebuked back. How's he like that? Get behind me, Satan or adversary, or tempter. For you are setting your mind, not on divine things, but on human things. So he called the crowd with his disciples, and he said to them, if anyone wants to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Now, that's a huge difference between taking up a sword. Taking up a cross goes to die. Taking up a sword goes to win. And so you can imagine being with Jesus and saying, he's starting some crazy talk now. The whole reason I'm following who I think is the Messiah is because I think this is going to turn out well for me him th- we've got we've got them arguing about yeah, jesus when you as, when you ascend to your throne who's going to sit on your right and left because my mama says it should be me and they now, at this at that point that's late in the game right they they are always thinking about earthly things, instead of about heavenly things. He says, your mind's on the things that man thinks about. You're you're seeing it wrong. So get behind me. And then six days later, he goes up on a mountain. And they look around, and they, they say, there's Moses, the great lawgiver, Elijah, the great prophet. And what are we to do? Who, how do we. What do, and Pete, it's funny, uh, you can kind of, in my mind, I can see Peter and Mark working on this together because it says, uh, it says then Peter said, build, build a tent. Let's. How about we make tabernacles for all three of you? And then it adds this comment. He said that because he was afraid and he didn't know what to say. I can see him saying, and then I said we should build tents. And Mark's like, why did you say that? I didn't know what to say. Tell, I was, it was terrifying. Tell him. And he, but then God shows up. And repeats what he says about Jesus at Jesus' baptism. But instead of saying it to Jesus, like he did at the baptism, he's saying it to these disciples. He says, I want you to meet my son, my beloved. Listen to him. Jesus, the king, is not one for us to co-opt for our own ideas. He is a king and teacher who is to be heard. And his message of take up your cross and follow me, To give in to death, to give in to the powers that be, to know that even if they conquer me, death cannot win. That even if I lose, God is victorious. That it is in my weakness and my brokenness and my death and my humiliation that God can exalt me from that. Me earning it myself has nothing to do with God. Me taking those steps up and oh my goodness, God says, oh look at Benjamin. He made all five steps. He did it. But what God is really calling us to is something deeper and, and frankly more difficult. It's a life that listens. It's a life that, ha- that trusts. A life that, that, ha- that repents. I remember when, I, I, the, the, when it really hit me in college how what God is calling me to. I remember, you know, you teach the five steps of salvation as, as a young preacher and you're just really excited about it. I know it. We only use the Bible to get there. Plus this bookmark that tells me where they all are that back in. Ours were blue at the top. Some people's were red. Those were factions. But I knew how to walk people through that. And we, we talked about essentials. It is essential to hear It is essential, and we talked about essentials, and these are the five essentials. And then I read about forgiving your enemy, and you will be forgiven the way you forgive. Then I read about that God's judgment looks like your own, so be careful how you judge. That God holds us accountable for how we treat other humans that God deeply cares not just about the steps we take but how we treat people as we make those steps. And that God is actually calling me to do more than just make a couple of steps. Now, it's within when when God, what God is calling me to is within and under the grace of God. I feel free to forgive because I've been forgiven. I feel free to show humility and show kindness because of the God humbled himself and was kind to me. I've been led there by the one I am following and the one to whom I listen. And as we are led there, that every step is one where we are listening to God. Every single step of our life. It's not just that one time where we heard the gospel. It's it's now I'm just constantly listening because I have not arrived. I'm still listening. Still being convicted by the one who says, follow me to the cross still being overwhelmed by the cloud and the presence of God saying you need to keep listening to Jesus because it's only in the way of Jesus that I find peace, that I find community and so as as we hear we don't, we haven't heard One of the bad words in our house is, and I'm not going to spell it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Everyone, ready? I know. Don't say I know. Here's my reasoning. It doesn't matter if you knew or not. Somebody's telling you something. Nolan comes in. Nolan's never taught me anything except a few new words that he made up. One time we were in McDonald's, we were heading to McDonald's, he said, are we going inside or to the park side? I thought that's a better name for the drive-thru, isn't it? You do more parking than you do driving. But he comes in and shows me something. Look, what, look at this thing I found. Look at the, listen to this thing I learned. What good is it when I go, I know that, buddy? It doesn't matter. He's asking me to experience something with him. He's wanting to tell me something. And so I, I, it's just better that I listen and say, that's awesome. Or, if you need to be corrected... Oh, I know, I know, I know, I'm sorry. No, you didn't know. Or you wouldn't have. Man, we can be Christians who know. Oh, I know. Christians who know have heard. But Christians on the journey to find God are listening. They have their ears open. Every step of the way. What I love about being in communion with and in connection with and to worship with our elderly brothers and sisters is you guys have figured out that you haven't got it figured out. And what a joy to be around you are you you've come to the conclusion that wrong isn't a death sentence and the discovery brings more joy than decisions i'm so thankful to be around that and I want to spend the rest of my life the rest of my paths the rest of my steps listening like you've listened but when I hear the call of Christ it's, it's a call to the cross it's a, it's a call to humility it's a call to forgiveness not just my own but to the forgiveness of others and it's a call although not complicated it is clear but it is it takes a whole life to live out and each next step god is speaking with us joining with us god is calling us to his son So may we hear this week what God is off wanting us to do. I don't, I don't want you to have it figured out. Man, that would, that would be boring. But maybe God's calling you to something this week and you're fighting it. Maybe it's time to listen. Maybe God's convicting you Maybe it's time to hear, hear with clarity the way of Jesus, which is not the way of self. When we call you to follow Jesus, and I look around the room and I see my brothers and sisters in Christ, when we we call each other to follow Jesus... It always starts with our ears to being open enough to hear what God is calling us to wise enough and humble enough to follow that path there may be times you want to get next to Jesus stand next to him and say hey listen this isn't okay we're not gonna win If we keep this up. And as you accuse Jesus. His words are going to be clear. Get behind me. And follow me to the cross. Let's pray. God I am. Sorrowful. When I think back on a life lived as a know-it-all, but I see you were with me there. You were with all of us. You knew where you were going to lead us, and still yet you know where you're going to lead us. God, help us to be a people that listens to your son that your words to us ring clear through his mouth god help us to go to jesus to go to your word that tells us about jesus and and listen god shut our mouths Open our hearts to your word. Word that is in all and above all, through all. Your word that became flesh and dwelled among us. May we be your word in this place. But change us as we listen. Humble us, give us courage to lose as we follow your son. It's in your son's name we pray.